Every town has a dark side. This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Every Town Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again, and Elizabeth Shelf from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman and taken to his underground bunker in the woods. And we give you all the details you're interested in hearing about without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. We cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists, so go check out the Everytown podcast, because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international best-selling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. When the moon ascends and darkness blankets the earth, that's when the creatures come out and our fears set in. But are there actually things that go bump in the night, or is it all just our imaginations taking over? From a shape-shifting creature talked about in many cultures, to a supernatural demonic hellhound infamous for its savagery, we'll explore some of them today. Here are five freaky and terrifying creatures that only come out at night. Number five, werewolves. The werewolf is a mythical creature that transforms from human to a wolf. This beast has been a prominent element in various global legends, which makes you wonder, if they aren't a real thing, why are there so many stories about them? The actual origins of this legend remain shrouded in mystery, with its roots tracing as far back into our most ancient civilizations. In fact, scholars have been suggesting that the earliest appearance of werewolves can be found in the Epic of Gilgamesh of the Sumerians, are responsible for our earliest known writings. Their story tells about a lover who turns her previous partner into a wolf. The Greeks also have their own share of the lore. According to the Greek myth, a king named Lycaon killed and cooked his son before feeding him to Zeus to see if the god would recognize human flesh. And he did. As a result, Zeus cursed him and turned him into a wolf which then went on to slaughter all of his offspring. Nordic religions also spoke about werewolves. One such material is the saga of the Volsungs, in which it tells of the account of a father and son 
who during the night would don wolf belts and then embark on a killing spree. History is also rife with werewolf myths in which, this time around, they were intersected with real-life crimes. For instance, in 1521, Frenchmen Pierre Burgot and Michael Verdun were accused of using some sort of magical ointment that upon application would transform them into wolves. Once in this form, they would go on to commit heinous murders. Similarly, Giles Garnier, known as the Werewolf of Dole, was suspected of eating children after turning into a wolf. He eventually met his fiery fate at the end of a stake. Sometime in the 15th century, a wealthy German farmer was accused of shape-shifting into a wolf-like creature, and he would then brutally kill and ravage on the unsuspecting villagers of Bedburg. So were these stories of a wolf just a way to justify a savage human being's actions, or could they have actually been part wolf? Throughout all these tales, there's a few things in common, and these involve transformation methods like being cursed, using enchanted garments, or being bitten by existing werewolves. And the full moon's association with werewolf transformation isn't just made up. A study in the past reported an apparent increase of violent incidents during full moons. However, the actual connection between the violence and the lunar phase has never been fully established. About 10 years ago, there was a story of Rudy Eugene who attacked and ate a homeless man's face for 15 minutes before police intervened. It was totally random. These men didn't know each other and cops had to fire five shots into Rudy as he seemed possessed and wouldn't stop. The prevailing story there is that Rudy was high on bath salts. However, the only drug actually found in his system was marijuana. Then in 2020, 23-year-old Austin Haruf had been acting strange, according to his family. Then one night out at dinner, he got up and left the table before walking four miles, where he randomly found a woman out by her garage and began attacking her. Her husband came to help, only to be viciously attacked as well. The young man chewed on their bodies, and when police arrived, Austin asked to be shot because he couldn't stop as if he were possessed. In his case, he had apparently eaten magic mushrooms and was legally insane at the time, but in the days leading up to this, he was telling his family that demons were in the house and he was trying his best to keep them at bay. Clinical lycanthropy is a psychiatric syndrome, although rare in which a patient actually believes they are a wolf. Not much is known about the condition or what causes it, And so, we are still left without any concrete answers here. Do we as human beings use the stories of werewolves to help describe heinous actions? Is it a psychological disorder or maybe there actually are people who are part wolf? Number 4. Beast of Javoudan Right in the heart of the French countryside between the years 1764 and 1767, a terrifying creature that walked on four legs stalked and hunted down several people before disappearing. It became known as the Beast of Gévaudan. This all started when a young shepherdess named Jean Boulet was out on a walk one evening in June of 1764 
when out of nowhere a shadowy presence sprung up from the depths of the wilderness. Without warning, the creature, described to be an animal that looked like a wolf yet not a wolf at all, struck swiftly and devoured its unsuspecting victim. This incident marked the beginning of an era of fear and bewilderment perpetrated by what was then known as the Beast. As summer turned to autumn, the attacks along the countryside persisted and even intensified. It came as a significant blow to the French people, who at this time were still reeling from the aftermath of the Seven Years' War. In retaliation, King Louis XV sent the best of his royal hunters to track down and destroy the beast. The monarch even put up a hefty bounty on the creature's head. Whoever could show proof of a killing would then become a rich man. All this time, the beast became a worldwide sensation, covering most headlines not only in the country but throughout the globe. Victims, and there were many of them, were men, women, and children. No one was spared. They were often killed by having their throats torn out and parts of their bodies eaten. A survey estimated that there had been at least 200 attacks, resulting in 113 deaths and 49 injuries. The appearance of the beast itself differs depending on which witness you heard from. For instance, some recall the creature to look like a calf or a horse. Others said a wolf or a dog, even a hyena. But most recalled seeing a four-legged monster with a distinctive panther-like tail trailing behind. This comes in contrast to its deer-like head and legs. It also had a unique black stripe pattern adorning its back paired with what was described as talons for feet. Survivors said that the beast typically behaved like an ambush hunter, which would stalk its prey, and when the time was right, would bolt straight onto the victim's throat. This predator almost exclusively prowled in the dead of night, though sometimes it was early in the morning. Among the many theories cited regarding its existence, the most prevalent is that of the notion of a werewolf. However, others believe it to be an armored war dog trained and equipped to terrorize the countryside. There's also some saying that this creature was a prehistoric predator brought back to life by mad scientists. But amidst all these, one emerged as the most plausible, a wolf infestation. Gévaudan, a province in the Mergerade Mountains of south-central France, had once been plagued by an overpopulation of wolves. Perhaps this one in particular grew larger than most or had some sort of deformity. It was in 1767 that the beast's reign finally came to an end. In June of that year, a local hunter claimed to have shot the beast on the slopes of La Sonde de Vers. The hunter, Jean Chastel, said that he recited his prayers before taking the shot This made it possible for him to finally slay the otherwise elusive and unkillable beast of Javadan. Number 3. Tulpa Just how powerful can the human mind be? In the realms of deep spiritualism, mysticism, and the paranormal, one concept seems to evoke endless fascination even among practitioners, the tulpa. Originating in theosophy and Buddhist thought, 
A tulpa is basically a materialized being or thought form, often taking on a human-like shape. They can come into existence through intense spiritual practice and concentration. Researchers attribute this practice to the ancient Tibetan Buddhist principle of Nirmanakaya, where enlightened beings, those that attain nirvana, manifest bodies to guide the unenlightened. Literally, creating a being from your brain that would now walk amongst the living. However, things got skewed a little bit, as they often do when this mystical concept found its way into the Western mainstream, and their reinterpretation of the idea led to its gradual divergence from its religious origins. This apparent departure from tradition then eventually sets the stage for a whole new different meaning of the word, something that is more creepy than it already is. In his book, The Human Aura, occultist William Atkinson describes tulpas as ethereal objects emanating from the auras surrounding humans. He revealed that some experienced practitioners can produce these thought forms to look like themselves. A spiritualist by the name of Alexandra David Neal, meanwhile, stated that she had witnessed a Buddhist tulpa creation in Tibet. Her account seemed a little bit more disconcerting, though, when she claimed that a tulpa can develop a mind of its own. She went on to say that these entities are capable of breaking free from its creator's control, just like a child leaving its mother's womb. Testing it for herself, David Neal said she was able to create a tulpa which resembled a jolly monk, but it soon began to develop independence and had to be destroyed. She admitted she may have had some doubts about her experience, saying it may just be her own hallucination. However, several people around her swore to having seen the chunky monk. Modern-day interpretations add to the idea that a tulpa can refer to a type of willed imaginary friend that is sentient and relatively autonomous. While this may sound harmless, it's come to a point where several online communities have picked up on the concept of conjuring entities out of imagination, and not all of them wanted to bring them into this world with good intentions. These individuals began to call themselves tulpamancers. With limited understanding, Fans began to use meditation and lucid dreaming techniques to bring to life entities like the Slenderman or the Rake, both of which were considered the boogeymen of the internet. So, while they started out as just figments of the imagination, these figures soon became the inspiration by some to commit violence and murder. One case points to a pair of teenage girls who in 2014 lured their friend to a wooded area where they attempted to stab her to death, and apparently they committed the act in order to summon the Slender Man. So perhaps the abstract idea of a tulpa isn't necessarily using the mind to create a being out of thin air, but rather it is using the mind to bend and twist other people's thoughts, thus turning them into a tulpa. Number 2. Backtack When you go to sleep at night, have you ever felt like something or maybe someone was in the room watching you? Or the common feeling of needing to cover your feet with a sheet just to stay safe? Well, what is that? Well, it may be because there's a baktak in your bedroom, 
This creepy creature spawned out of Persian folklore. According to the legends, a Batak invades your space while you're resting. No one knows for sure why they take pleasure in filling their victims with bad dreams, but in more extreme cases, it's said that they will sit on their victim's chest, making it hard for them to breathe, and are the cause of sleep paralysis, which affects around 20% of the human population. Boktoks and Iranian lore are often depicted as a little goblin-like creature. It's hairy, and it has a pair of bulging eyes. It should be worth noting that such sleep-disturbing entities are quite common across many cultures. An example would be the old hag in English folklore, who, like the Boktok, strikes terror in those who are asleep. Similarly, there's also the mare of the Scandinavian people, However, the Persian's version of this demon is not without its uniqueness, particularly in its origin. According to them, Boktok was actually one of the slave girls of Alexander the Great. He had been chosen among the many to accompany the conqueror on his quest to find the Fountain of Youth. The story goes that Alexander had eventually found the water, but he didn't drink it right away. Instead, he poured it into a goatskin bag, As they were all traveling back, a crow flew near the bag and punctured the skin with its beak. Thus, the precious contents were sent spilling onto the ground. Boktok, who also happened to be nearby, rushed to scoop up some of the water into her hands and drank it. Consequently, both the slave and the crow became immortal. Meanwhile, the king was enraged that the woman did this. He ordered for her nose to be cut off and replaced with a lump of clay. Boktok soon walked this world for the rest of eternity, and having seen it all, it's said that she gets enjoyment out of tormenting people in the night. Stories went on to claim that anyone who encounters the being may have the chance of asking where the treasures of Alexander are. All they have to do is grab the creature's nose, because if this is taken, she will beg for it to be returned in exchange for information on the hidden treasure. Though, so far, no one has been able to get it. Number 1. The Black Dog If the Brits are to be believed, dogs are not always man's best friend. Some, like the black dogs, are not the type you can pet as these malevolent canines are out there to cause you problems. While they can take on different appearances, as a whole, the black dog is a demonic hellhound born out of English folklore. They are unnaturally large with glowing red or yellow eyes, and these creatures are often tied to the devil as its omen of death. There are five main variants. The first is the hairy jack, which is a black dog found in Lincolnshire. It's larger than a regular dog with glowing eyes, in Ethel Rudkin's 1938 folklore, it's said that a hairy jack is more of a spiritual protector. Though this may sound a bit off, many believe that these dogs are spirits of animals who perish while protecting their masters. So, these guys aren't that bad. In Lancashire, though, locals fear the Skriker. Skriker haunts the country's dark lanes and crossroads, isn't easily seen, but witnesses can very well feel its presence through its terrifying wails, which is why it's sometimes called a shrieker. 
Scryker's howl means tragedy and death are certainly nearby. Meanwhile, the Newgate Prison in London hosts the Black Dog of Newgate. Between 1188 and 1902, Newgate Prison was known as the most inhospitable correctional center in the entire country. Reports of overcrowding over the years had caused many issues as more and more detainees flooded into the prison, cramping its space. With overpopulation came more disease and less food to go around, of course. One time, a fresh inmate who, unlike most residents, was a scholar by profession, appeared weak, which is why the other inmates, who at the time were already starving, pounced on him and devoured him like a pack of street dogs. Their horrific deed didn't go unpunished, however. Prisoners, especially those who partook in the crime, were haunted by a monstrous black hound. Apparently, the scholar had been cursed, and now, in this supernatural canine form, he would return to hunt down those who murdered and ate him. In Yorkshire folklore, he also talked about the legendary goblin dog, the Bargist. With huge teeth and sharp claws, this animal appears at night to unsuspecting travelers. Seeing this creature in its entirety, or perhaps even just a glimpse, signals certain death within a few months. Locals say that to escape the Bargus, one has to cross running water with his eyes closed. Be swift in your escape, though, because if it manages to strike you with its paw, the wound will forever remain unhealed. And the last, at least on this list, is the Padfoot of Leeds. The legend surrounding this curiously named spectral canine offered some inspiration to J.K. Rowling, and she created one of her characters in the novel Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Like its literary counterpart, this black dog is said to stalk its victims with a soft padding sound of its paws. Sometimes, though, one can also hear the clanking of chains. Locals warn against interacting with the padfoot. Those who would mistakenly do so find themselves dragged in the most tragic circumstances, including death. There are several other variants of the black dog, but all in all, these hellhounds exist for one thing, to bring tragedy to their victims. So there were five freaky and terrifying creatures that only come out at night. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe. If you want more content from us, you can check out our exclusive podcast down in the link below. You can also listen to our other podcast called Every Town, where we do deep dives into the strangest true crime cases, or go watch all these episodes over on our Scary Mysteries YouTube channel. Either way, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I'll see you soon.